All right, my friends, you are very lucky. Today, I have a special guest with me. He's an old buddy of mine. He is the president of the URC, Ultimate Roasting Championship. He is also founder of Streetlight Productions, the one, the only, Arturo Regoza. Make some noise. Yeah, man. Arturo, man. Yeah, we got the soundboard now. Man, it's been too long, my friend. It's oh, been too, too long. long. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. this whole time, this shelter in place here in Northern California, it's been bittersweet. I've been keeping up with people through Zoom, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I'm not seeing anyone in person. I haven't bumped into you in a Zoom call. I saw you had posted up some stuff. Uh, oh, shoot. Guys, this is just life, you know. Um, so Arturo just bounced. Um, that's cool. You know, this is why I don't do live. This is why I don't do live. I don't know how much I'm going to edit out of this, but this is the times. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. So here we are guys. No one's paying for this. I have no advertisers. I have no sponsors. Why would anyone complain if I drop guests? Just stop, stop complaining. Everyone. This is what you get. Coming back. For a free. Ooh, I was just, you you know what I was doing, Arturo? I was just running my mouth. Nah, do it, man. I was doing what comics do, run my mouth. Uh, So, yeah, we got the intro done. I was just telling the listeners. um, Yeah. yeah. I was was filling the listeners in on old. It's a good thing we don't do this live. I can go back. I can edit things out. It's going to be smooth. (laughs) But I was telling everyone about the uh, Ultimate Roasting Championship, how here in Northern California, it is really the only way for us to kind of, I would say, work on our roasting chops, if you will, is your uh, production of URC. And I know it was going big there prior to Shelter in Place. You were spawning off, matter of fact, a place where I do open mics here in in Campbell. There was going to be, there was already, I think, one uh, official URC show. Maybe another one was coming in. But anyway... So yeah, let's let's do a quick catch up here because it's been shelter in place since last March here in Northern California. Now we were able to get out for a little bit, but then we got shut down again. So just mm-hmm. really quickly, catch me up with where you are, where you are with Streetlight Productions, where you are with Ultimate Roasting, and just in comedy in general. Like what are you, what are you feeling? What are you doing lately? I haven't been bumping into you, but I know you're busy. So um, <laughs> fill me in, my friend. Yeah, brother. Oh, try to stay busy regardless of what's happening, man. Uh, yeah, it actually allowed me to focus on – so Streetlight Digital is a little division of uh, Streetlight Entertainment that we're doing. And uh, Streetlight Digital is going to be our, like – we're doing sketches and, uh, like, things like that. We're doing um, a bunch of stuff to – we're basically building, like, a YouTube internet presence and videos and things like that because we have a lot of uh, talented people here. Oh, yeah. Uh, over me doing not to toot our own horn but beep beep motherfuckers we have the talent man um so essentially boil it down i'm trying to make the uh in living color uh saturday night live mad tv of the bay area um with uh just featuring different people that i know because through um acting stand-up comedy improv like I know so many talented people that you see and you're like this, you, you could be on, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you could easily be on TV or easily be here. There's just so much talent out there. Like I doing all those different things. Like I understand how much talent is actually out there. And I'm like, well, you know, we can get things going ourselves. So I'm trying to get that going. So essentially we have three sketches literally in editing right now. Um, I'm building a team of people. I have a team of shooters, uh, that will do, uh, filming. I have a few editors and even I do everything when someone's not available. So I'm just trying to get it rolling. Um, but I'm excited, man. We filmed a sketch with, uh, I don't want to give anything away about the sketch. It's going to be like a fun little thing, but we filmed a sketch and it has a really big cast, which is really interesting considering COVID. Uh, the only thing that I, I can't like say about it, I mean, I can say whatever I want, <laughs> but <laughs> the thing I can say about it is, is we filmed it safely. So like I filmed this thing over so many different days of having nice. different people out there, or even when I had multiple people, people were still spaced out. I made sure I, it's so funny. It's going to look like everyone's together, but they're, they're totally not. So it's kind of fun. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the magic and- of editing, right? 
Yeah. Use it to your advantage. <laughs> the magic of editing. It makes everything look better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, so it's, I, I've been wanting to get into the sketch stuff even more because I've done live sketch comedy. I've written, I've acted, I've done all that, but I had, I had just so busy. It was so hard to get to yeah. that. So I'm kind of using the COVID era. <laughs> Hopefully it's over. Uh, <laughs> the COVID era to do more of that. So uh, I've been meeting up and filming sketches and getting that going. I'm I, hoping we can we can make something big so that I, my goal in, at the end of this is, of course, I want my stand up comedy to career to be great. I want to be I want to I want to be able to pay my bills and make a living and be bookable as a comic. But overall, like I want to be able to make movies and make. Um, Make inter- just make entertainment with all the people that I that I know and all the people that I know that are hilarious or funny or good actors. Like I just know too many people, and I'm like, yeah, let's just turn a camera on, let's get it going. So let's see if we need rolling. But yeah, I'm thing, excited, man. It's one, fun. Yeah, one thing I think people who comedians, stand up comics, like we put a lot of time, a lot of effort into. Um, I, that might be me blinking. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. God damn. I hope it's not me. I'm trying not to. Uh, I don't know how to mute it if it's me. That's the only thing. Can you no. mute it? No. You know what? Don't worry about it. This is uh, this is low production. I was saying when you dropped off there, I was saying, look, I don't have any sponsors. I don't owe anyone anything. If there's bleep, if there's beeping, if people fall off, just deal okay. with it, listeners. But anyway, what I was gonna say is, uh, people don't really understand stand-up comics like a lot of us just get on stage and whatever and i've tried to do the youtube thing before i've tried editing i've tried getting myself writing skits and oh my god is it a time suck especially editing i don't know how you edit your film but man if you take let's just say let's say 20 minutes let's say you take five uh 15 to 20 minute shots right like you just do a shot and then take two do another shot take three another shot the editing is hours. Yeah. It's hours yeah. of going, wait, no, oh, this one goes here, this one goes here. And I, I had this whole new respect for, I used to kind of, um, not hate on, I don't hate on people. I'm not a hater because I, I love everyone doing uh, creative stuff. But I used to think like, oh, yeah, YouTubers, yeah. like YouTubers, they just yeah. like turn the camera on and then they say some shit and then they splice together things. And it's so easy for them to get out mm-hmm. there and make a living. And then I tried to do it on my, I, I tried to do it and I go, Oh, Matthew, you need to shut the fuck up because what's happening on these YouTube guys is they're putting hundreds of hours yeah. into coming up with a concept, finding the camera angles that work and then yep. putting it all together. And they're doing that three, four, five times a week. Sometimes yep. it's like, this is more than a full-time job to have a YouTube presence. Yeah. It's real, man. That's how it is, dude. Like you'll, you'll be true. It, it, the editing takes so long, just the sketch that we're working on. I've, I think I've put in like probably five or six hours, but, um, it's cause I'm trying to learn a little more in depth into like color correction and like sound oh, like yeah, mastering yeah. a little bit. So that all those things alone with the learning curve is like crazy. What are you uh, using to edit? Uh, I'm using Adobe premiere. Oh, uh, that's so what I use. It's amazing. It's yeah. really good. You like, can make, you know, supposedly you can make move or edit movies on those, especially if you do that, um, What's that called? After Effects? You can do special yeah, effects I, with After Effects. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, whole that's, that's going to be another, I, another set of hours. Yep, <laughs> sure. I never got into it. I tried to. I did their tutorials, and I'm like, this is a lot, man. I, I think I just want to yeah. get up and tell some fart jokes on stage. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put real. this much time For into real, it. Dude. So who's doing the writing? Are you doing the writing, or everyone's contributing? Um, I'm doing the writing, uh, nice. but it depends on the sketch. So basically for the sketch... It depends on the sketch. I realized over time through trial and error, trying to do like a, doing a few web series that I try to put together and certain things. There's just certain ways to make things easier on yourself. And um, one of those things is I can, I'll, I'll write a full script and then we end up changing some of it anyway on the fly. Yeah. So, and going to super detail character. All that's, so what I do now is I kind of outline what I got and have the lines there but I also let the talent kind of play with the line. So like I'm learning how to direct a little bit and I'm not doing anything huge. I'm a freaking Michael Bay, or even though that's just explosions, yeah. uh, but I'm not doing anything huge, but I'm learning how to direct in a way to use my improv skills to like, and my acting skills to like work with people to say, Hey, this is kind of where you're, what you're going to say, how you're feeling about it. This is the line. You just got to say this line and then just kind of, you know, kind of feel it. If you have anything else you want to say there, mm. 
you know, we can add and we can take out later because I'm also doing the editing. So I have the editing eye. So I'm like, just have fun with it. So it's a mix of uh, writing, coming up with the idea, having everything written out, but not super detailed anymore. I just, I just put it together, have the outline. We go and we film and make it work. Uh, have you, and, yeah. have you ever gotten into Curb Your Enthusiasm? Watch yeah. It? yeah. So he actually, I don't know that he even writes a script. He writes a concept, Larry David. And then he yeah. just, everyone on the set, they have faith in each other to do a good improv shoot or whatever yeah so a lot of what you see that is so hilarious they rift that yeah can you believe and that it, it also I, I believe in it very much actually um it, it, improv don't get credit and i understand i get it people see it as silly or whatever but the amount of skills that it gives you for like all these other like things that you're gonna do is like it's ridiculous um but also that's another reason why if you watch curb your enthusiasm it feels different it has a different oh. rhythm yeah. It's because it's they're genius. being patient and they're listening to each other and yeah. they're playing off each other. If you give somebody lines, this is what this, a good actor can take lines that they know they got to have and still say them like it's the first time they're saying them and like they're responding to things on the spot. But even with that, there's a different tempo than like curb your enthusiasm. Like they're, they're actually like figuring it out on the spot. So it has a realistic feel to the timing. Uh, I, 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 there's just a different rhythm when you watch that show. Yeah. There's a different beats per minute <laughs> but like it's this different i know I, I fully believe in that like yeah very much. so i think with curb your enthusiasm you talked about uh the conversation and how yeah. a good actor will take a very rigid line but it makes you feel like this isn't this is being delivered in the moment yes. and when you watch curb your enthusiasm i feel like man i could be watching just a podcast between a bunch of silly friends right now yeah. because yeah. you can tell they're just riffing in the moment off some kind of thing yeah and I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to think of another series that has gone as long as Curb Your Enthusiasm has gone and been as good. I would say it gets better with time almost. Like yeah. there's a lot of people, I think whatever the, not this season, but the prior season, I think it was season nine, a lot of people were critical of it, said it wasn't as good. I don't know, I'm different, yeah. I'm such a fanboy. I love all the seasons and I even say they get better as time goes on. Yeah, man, people get jaded as fans later. It's just not yeah. a big deal. Like, but it's, when it comes to that, that improv aspect to it, you also have improv, but you also have editing at the same time. Yeah. So they get to pick out the best of the best. Yeah. And because they're flying off the cuff, Yeah. they get five different options for every little scene that happens instead of trying to shoot the same scene over and over again with the same lines, they're improvising so they can get five different good choices. Then when they go to the editor, they're like on camera, that one looks the best. And that one's that's that, that I feel like that's got the most pop in it. Yeah. So they're, they're combining those two things, the magic of editing, but also improv at the same time. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, they got a lot of good stuff going. Uh, I, I think that's, Man, that's amazing. I love shows like that. I hope to work on a show like that one day where you you can be loose because well, I'm keep, like super good when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, if you keep doing, like, why wait for that? You already got it going on, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's the thing. At the end of the day, I'm going to have a catalog of things that I made uh, that I can look back on regardless and be like, yo, we put that together. We did something because that's, that's all life's about. Yeah, <laughs> I think, like. and I'm, I'm like you. I'm a big believer in the Bay Area. I think the Bay Area's big problem, it's not the talent, it's just the exposure. I just don't think we're that exposed like the bigger markets are yeah. and and some of that i think is on us like maybe more of us need to be doing what you're doing just so yeah. that okay it's not prime time production but if everyone had a youtube channel if everyone was putting stuff up and they go oh matthew's got a podcast and he has arturo on it and arturo's doing these other things and exactly. then maybe it'll be cross-pollination i don't know i'm dreaming here but i think if everyone does their part and we all do a little bit of a lift here in the bay area maybe yeah. we can get a little more exposure for the, the people who we do know, like you said, are just super talented and they deserve, well, there's no such thing as deserve, but they belong, yeah. they would do well in a spotlight, right? Yeah, there's a lot of people, yeah. me and you know, who are just yeah. like entertaining motherfuckers, but no one knows their name because yeah. they're here in, in, in the Bay Area. And, you know, it that's, is what it is. It, yeah. They, well, the, the, the old thing is you got to go to LA or you got to go to New York. Yes. That's what people always say. Yes. But even before like all this COVID stuff, uh, I've been telling people since the internet hit yeah. and people could become famous in your bedroom, yeah. you can build a following in your bedroom. Yeah. You can get a million people that would want to come see you perform somewhere from your bedroom. 
Yeah. The fact that that's a thing where before people had to go to LA to get on TV, to get on TV, to be the exposure to the world. And then people know your name. And then all of a sudden now you're able to like pack out rooms. Yeah. You can pack out rooms yourself. Um, yeah. when I, when that started happening, I kept telling people, I was like, you don't, cause I had that dilemma too. I was like, do I go to LA? Do I yeah. go to New York? What do I do? You and do go to LA. Option. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah. where a lot of the things are happening. It's easy to get to stuff. It's easy to jump on. It's, I know that, but when it comes down to it now, because of the internet, you can make it happen anywhere. You don't need a production team. You don't need, we have cameras. We can get cameras on your phone. Yeah. That are better than cameras that are like back in the day for use for movies. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's like, it, it's that level now. So now it's to a point where like you make your own stuff. Um, so essentially what I'm trying to do is do what big companies do is I want to make things that, and, and show people, this is what we can do on one guy. That's what I've always done. I used to always say when Streetlight Entertainment, when I first started doing my shows and producing, I, I literally would be like Streetlight Entertainment and everybody would say it's one guy because I would always say that. Yeah. But it's one of those things where now it's becoming, I want to be able to say like it used to be one guy because now I have a team of people that are working and doing stuff and we're trying to like make things happen. But um, yeah, my dream is to, to get those movies going, get funding, learn how to do funding, learn how to find people who have okay. money that want to be a part of projects and, 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 and pay just like everybody collects to make stuff. I want to be able to do that. I want to learn how to do that, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to find like companies that want to back it. Yeah. If I can get money in a production team, you're going to see some of the stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. is cinematic ish. Some of it's going to be just silly, quick stuff. Yeah. We're going to do everything. Nice. But at the end of the day, when people see what we're putting together, we're just like, I mean, one guy, like if I had a team and I don't have to do all that stuff, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not funny. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, I want to get to that point where we can, we can do that. Well, it's all on hope, but for now we're just going to keep making stuff till then. Cause at the end of the day, at least you made things you wanted to make, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Get it out of your system. Um, let me ask you about stand up comedy. Have you been doing anything with these zoom mics, the stand up comedy zoom mics? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been popping on the shows here and there. I think they're a good way to keep sharp with your timing and your own kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. remembering your material, your punchlines, all that kind of stuff. I think there's a value there. It's, it's definitely, it's not the same as stand up because you're not in person. It's not, you can't see the crowd. It's not that vibe of writing the laugh and then waiting for the laugh to die. And then you could hit him again. It's, it's not the same in that way, but it's the only thing we got right now. Yeah. Uh, as things come back now, I, I, I got a few live shows coming up now, but like, the Zoom stuff, I, I don't, a lot of people, a lot of people like, may, they make fun of it, I guess, or they get yeah. weird about it, but I'm like, it's it's just go practice your stuff. Just dude. go practice. Like, I, people, I don't tell- look, people, people don't look at stand-up like it's like, it's almost cool to not try, and I'm like, that's weird to me. Like, even think, if yeah. you're the funniest person, imagine if you really got a little organized. You well, know what I'm saying? There's no like, excuse not to write yeah. funny every day. Yeah. You know, no and so that's what a Zoom... Uh, is really doing is you're saying, okay, well, I I know I can get five minute spots here and there. So let me write down a set list. And I I agree with you. I have not figured out the zoom stuff. I go almost every day to some zoom mic and I tell, I try to tell my joke. I do tell my jokes. I haven't figured out how to really get that feeling of intertwined with an audience yet. Not that I was that good prior, not that, you know, in real life I was that, but what I'm saying is this zoom, I feel like I'm monologuing, like as if I were doing yeah. a vlog or something. And you gotta own that. Like that's yeah. the like that's that's the weirdest part is that like, you know, this may not be for you, but other people, um, you gotta put your ego aside. Yeah, yeah. And do your stuff, and yeah. you, you know, your timing, know your lines, and just just hit them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Have fun with it. Yeah. You this if anything, I don't say this like. I feel like Zoom's making me even better because yeah. now I got to face that feeling of you, you, no matter what, you get that feeling like you're bombing, even if you're doing well because there's the delayed laugh or maybe one person has a mic on or maybe it's just not a big show. Yeah. You get that feeling of bombing. And when people hit that feeling of bombing, I feel like it's a wall and they either sit there and stare at that shit or they find out how to get over it or get under it or whatever you do. And you keep grinding forward. So it helps me continue to grind forward. And I, I like that because when I do live shows after this, like I'm cruising because yeah. you, you already, you say jokes here and you're not going to hear stuff. Sometimes there could be multiple reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like just sometimes people just, nobody has a mic on and yeah. you're going to just be monologuing and there's people like laughing and watching, but yeah. you didn't hear it to you. You're right. bombing. You never know what it is, but yeah. Well, I've also been doing a virtual reality. Uh, I've been seeing that you've been doing and, uh, that, right? Yeah, Let's talk about that. 
Um, that was um, very, very, very surprising how fun it was. Okay. Uh, and you put a whole I, thing on? You, you have a whole thing? Yeah, so you put on the headset. You put you have the, uh, the little controllers. They, okay. they move your hands. You have a little avatar, and basically there's this app called Alt Space. It's like a little virtual reality app where everybody just hangs out and can yeah. talk. But in that app, you can you can – you can basically use rooms to create stuff like conventions or different things like that. And this uh, company that I met, Phil Derender, they they started a comedy club and they have like an online comedy club. And everybody in there is no joke, dude. Like there's like 60 to 80 audience members wow. at a time popping in there. And it's the same situation with uh, Zoom in regards to like some people don't have a mic on. Maybe there's people talking or there's things, you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. but you, it's more live because you're actually like in front of these people who have headsets on who are watching you. It's immersive. Perform. You're immersed, right? You're immersed like hell, dude. If I got that feeling, like when you first start doing comedy, yeah, I got that feeling again. Oh, uh, it's been a long time for me. I got that feeling again because it was weird. You're like yeah. walking to this club. I go into the back room and it's like virtually, but it's strange. And wow. You, and I do well at it because like I don't. I do this on stage anyway. I don't care what the audience. Basically. A lot of people worry about what the audience thinks or what they do. I'm not worried about them laughing. I'm not worried about anything. I just want to go up there and perform and I want to yeah. do it to the best of my ability. And that's it. That's all I want to walk off that stage knowing that I gave what I gave. I don't like feeling like if there's not a laugh at a certain point, like that mess, no, it doesn't mess me up for a second. I just keep rolling with it. So like it, it, I enjoy it because I keep doing my set and they have, some people don't make noise. They put these little like emojis up. It's funny. Like that's, it's, it's a big on emojis. Like it's, yeah. it's very interesting, but I'm performing for like 60 to 80 people who are international, like wow. on the shows that I do. And the guys are great that run it. They're amazing and they're fun. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, it's weird. And it, it's hard to explain it to people because they're like, uh, it's kind of like Zoom, right? I'm like, nah, it's not like Zoom. It's different. You're immersed. It's, yeah. They got bouncers and stuff. It's funny, dude. Like it's, it's weird. You're man. You just really hit the nail on the head when you talked about put your ego aside. Got to put it aside, man. I was doing it before even in real standup. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Because you, I, I, I feel it slow me down back in the beginning of doing standup when you didn't get a laugh then you're worried about, Oh, who's here? Who's a comic? Am I not looking good in front of them? There's all these different things. Uh, and that's just one little small moment that you're thinking all these things. And you, when you put your ego aside and you go, I'm going to come up here and do the jokes that I believe in. I don't care what level of response I get. I own it. Like, and you watch me do my stuff on stage. I'm, I don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared. Like I really don't care. I'll get up in front of anybody and do my set and, and just relax and just have fun with it. Cause I'm just happy to be up there. Yeah. Like it's, there's that it's, yeah, I can't explain it, man. Like, because I know how this is going to be weird. This is maybe too deep, but for me, like I remember how it felt to be at work wishing I was doing what I'm doing now Yeah. and how terrible that felt. Um, and not saying everybody needs to be a freaking actor or do anything yeah. crazy. But whatever thing that you want to do, though, when you're not doing it, there's that feeling of like, even if you freaking like cutting down trees and like making chairs, whatever your thing is, yeah. like you don't feel good. Uh, and I remember how I would for years be like, damn, I wish I was doing it for years. Yeah. So like when I remember that person back then, that person would be like, yo, you you should be having a fucking good time. Yeah. But when I did it. So when I step on stage, I kind of just bring it on stage because I'm going to have fun. And I know you got you got you have a family, right? You, yeah, I you, got two kids. Yeah. So I like got two you, kids too. Yeah. That's the other side of it too. When you're, when you're a performer, um, I don't want to be super Ted talky. I always get Ted talky super quick, uh, which I got to explain some about that too. That's funny. Um, I, uh, yeah, when you go up there, like when you're a performer in the first place, drop the kids, when you're a performer in the first place, we do so much work and on the inside, no matter how it turns out, we have this weird feeling on the inside that what if nothing comes of this? And that, that, that worry feeling, right? Like you're like, ah, what if, what if all this stuff I do is for nothing? And you have to realize you're doing it because you love it. You're doing it because yeah. you enjoy it. And that, that's, that's real. And it's in this world where everybody cares about like who's getting Netflix shit or who's getting whatever yeah. you, you, you lose track of that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like rich, famous people kill themselves all the time. Yeah. You have to love what the fuck you do. Like I, that's it. And so, and then when you put the kids into it, like I, I got to put, I'm taking time away from them to do what I do. Yeah. So when that happens, I carry them on my back on stage too. So you're watching me not be afraid, but also I need to make this the best I can because like this, I'm trying to make a life for my kids through this. So you see yeah. me go on stage with all that because that's, it's just real. Like I'm not even trying to be inspirational. I just feel that when I go up there and I just want to have fun. 
Yeah. And another thing too, like when people come out, I remember how it felt to watch comedy. This is why I started doing comedy. I remember when I was going through stuff in my life that was difficult. I remember how weird it was to watch a 30 minute comedy central special on demand. I used to turn those on and I could laugh even if things were terrible. So that feeling, I know I can do that for people now. So I'm like, I take that serious. It's kind of like I overdo it because like they have this thing. Michael Jordan used to always say that there's always someone in the audience that's never seen me before and I'm going to perform for that person so that they remember how I, you know, how I perform tonight. I do that every time I go on stage. Like I want, I want to, I want to perform in a way that, and it, you know, sometimes we're just doing dick jokes, but like I'm, I'm bringing everything I got and owning my jokes and just making it fun. Well, uh, Steve Martin, I read his book, um, uh, born standing up. I don't know if you ever read that. Oh yeah. But I know I just heard some uh, different points of it, but no, I haven't read it. Yeah. So he has something that's, similar to what you said in the book where he says, you know, whenever people were around, he felt compelled. It it was a weird relationship because when he wasn't on stage, people thought he was just always going to be wacky and funny. And he was kind of like, in his mind, he said, no, you don't understand when I'm on stage, it's serious business. And if you look at his performance, it was so goofy, so abstract, so absurd. You're like, no, he's just a goofball. But he was so calculated. He would say in his book, he said like every motion of his finger was developed over whatever. It took him 18 (laughs) years to get to the point where he was selling out stadiums. And he says, I know if I pointed this way, it worked. If I pointed this way, if I pointed this way, it worked. If I pointed this way, it didn't work. Yeah, It was so precise. But he said it was serious to him, even though it was making people just bust their sides. So, man, I like that. There's part of me. I'm split. I'm split because you talked about the point where, look, if you are a creator of anything, I don't care if it's music, I don't care if it's uh, art um, or sculpture, whatever, you have to really come to terms with um, there is a chance the world may never want what you do. And so that means there, there's so many talented people who will never be commercial sec- successes. Out, just exactly. subtract comedy. Just subtract yeah. comedy. Like anything, any creative process, there's going to be people who are on the level of Mozart, but with something like ice sculpting or maybe mm-hmm. um, uh, classical guitar, flamingo guitar, but yeah. they'll just never sell records because whatever, for whatever reason – the universe passes them by with their with their talent. But you, yeah. what you have to do is you still have to believe in what you're creating, whether you're in obscurity yeah. or a commercial success. And so yeah. there's the battle right there, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's it. Everybody compares themselves to other people. And it's like, nah, man, nope. those people are comparing themselves to other people. It's like, and dude, do what you love. Take the time to figure out what you want to do and, yo, just go do it. Even if you get to do it for one hour a week, you're yeah. still living your dream for one hour. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, do what you got to do. We, like, yeah, we did go. Fun, we went real TED Talk there. Hey, let's change gears. Yeah. Kids. Oh, do hey, kids. Hey, real quick. Sorry. Yeah. So my, when I, when I started comedy, what I, what I would do, I didn't bomb. Uh-huh. I would inspire too fucking much. That was my bomb. It was funny. That was like what I would, uh, I, I wanted to say this earlier. Oh. I would, I would do jokes that were like, not more inspirational than anything. And then people would just be like, man, that was really cool what you said up there. And I'm like, no man, I'm trying to be funny. Like yeah. that was my bomb. I like did. It was, it was like, they were kind of laughing, but they were just like, yo, you're changing my life. And I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, funny yeah, with, but it's fun. But, yeah, yeah, I, sometimes when I see that, I call it, I call it one of two things. Either I say, okay, you know, we're doing stand up, We're not preachers. Yeah. Or the other thing is performative activism. And I think yeah. right now, the way the climate's been over the last four years, I've been seeing, in my opinion, way too much performative activism. Activism yeah. is important, but guys, we're stand-up comics. We got to make people laugh. It can't all be trying to oh, be dude, yeah. Steve no, no, Colbert or whatever. I hate to say this, man, because it's freaking 20, 2021 now. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel like the people who complained about comedy started signing up for open mics. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that started happening. Yeah. And I feel like those people are starting to learn how to produce shows and like, and not, not like everybody, but it's like, it's weird. Comedy is supposed to be its own thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's becoming, 
there's 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 certain sides of it I understand where you don't want to be directly hurting people's feelings and bullying. Yeah. But when somebody can't even develop a joke on a topic just because people say there's nothing funny about them like that, no, that's not the case. No. Like somebody can find a right way to do it. Yes. And you're gonna not even like give them a chance to get to it. I, I'm not a fan of that. Like, no, you me know neither. That's not- I think you know what I think that is? I actually think that that is now that I've been doing zooms in all the different yeah. time zones. I yeah. think that's more of a Bay Area thing. I think oh, yeah. heavily in San Francisco. Heavily. Whoa, 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 I think whoa, 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 whoa. the c- censorship of funny is a Bay Area thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not good. It's not it's good. It's not. It's not good. It's really not. Like, the only time you should talk about it is if it's not funny and it's just completely like out of left field offensive, then that's a problem. But like, yeah. I've seen people like it's just. Yeah. Let people work it out. Let people know? work it out. That's my, that's my thing. I'm, I'm a, I'm what you would call a first amendment absolutist. Yeah. Meaning yeah. if you aren't hurting someone, you got to let them try and express their ideas. Cause a lot of times, let's say if I have a wrong idea, me expressing that wrong idea actually might correct the idea a- after I hear myself say it. I'll say, I'll say something. Yeah. And I'll go, what? Why did I say it that way? That's fucked you up. You just said it wrong. You know what I'm right. saying? You don't know how to yeah, say yeah. it right. You know? So let's get into um, being dads and comics. Yeah, dude. Do yeah. you do you get a lot of material from being a dad, or is that something that um, you know not yeah. so much? You know, I do. I don't use it, and I should. But at the same time, I got this weird thing where, and it's just in my own head. But uh, as a dad, I feel like you do get a lot of material, but I feel like it's I feel like it's a layup when you're just doing straight dad material yeah in a way where if how do i say this like i want to prove that i am funny undeniably before i tell you a cute story about my kid you know what i mean yeah and if i if i can get to a point which i already have that but i want to be able to film a special of stuff i just want to talk about things like that yeah and then if i'm done that already then i can have fun like maybe family stories or certain things like that and yeah uh but yeah i don't know i just felt like and this is just my own comedy mind i've like I have a joke about, about nutter butter cookie. That's hilarious. And that gets me fired up. I even end that joke by telling people like, I'm like, yeah, that's my closer. I'm like, yeah, you got a closer about sex and, uh, and things like that. That's cute. Mine's about a cookie. And I made that shit funny. You understand? Like it's, I purposely at the end of that joke, have fun playing that because I'm like, yeah, my closer's about a cookie. And it's not always my closer. I can change my closers out. But like, yeah, it's just, I always tell people, go tell people his closer was about a cookie and it was fucking amazing. Cause that's a whole different, I feel like being, turning something that's not inherently funny into something that's funny. That's the mark of a fucking real comedian. Like it's something that's like, yeah. I, what I would say, I agree with you. You can't be yeah. all talking about my kids or, or even my wife or my dating. Yeah. I do believe you got to hit a lot of different angles to really, um, you know, keep, I, I guess, keep yeah. people interested. But you, you hit the nail on the head with the nutter, with the cookie joke, because what I found with being a dad is when I, when I'm hanging out with my kids and I try to, I have to see the world, how they see the world. They yeah. see they see funny in a lot more stuff than adults see funny in, and mm-hmm. they become entertained. And so when I see them the way they goof around, and even what, the way they move, and all this and yeah. that, like you know me, I used to when I we did in person mics, I, I would try and like move move around, be a little physical, throw in some movements here and there, and I'm like, uh-huh. kids yeah. know how to keep themselves entertained way better than we we do as an adults. There's like an age we hit, yeah. and I can even remember in high school, you know, it's we would ego, just have. Man. We would have grew a group of guys and we would be just trying to crack each other up and the way we're moving. And at some point in my adult life, it all went away. And I kind of, I lost that, uh, goofiness that, that you have as a child and an adolescence. And so, um, having the children in my life now, raising the kids, I, I watch them and I go, Oh, that's what it is to just have fun. Yeah. It disappears. Well, I mean, I got my own thoughts on, and I could be 100% wrong, but this is the way I think about it. I think it's your ego and professionalism that kind of kills that in you. Um, The need to to walk in a room and feel like you need to impress people. Yeah. That shit. It takes it away. Like people walk into rooms feeling like, oh, I don't want to look this way. I don't want, they're so scared. Like one of my like goals as a person is to make the person that I am at home, not in front of anybody as close to the person that is out in public. 
I don't want to be, I don't, uh, I don't like that. It's exhausting to me to have to act different. Yeah. And I'm not like, it, it's, I just want to be authentic and have, have a good time at all, like with who I am all the time. And I can turn on a little professionalism, but that's what happens. Everybody doesn't want to come off as a child. Yeah. And like, yeah. But you also like to watch Will Ferrell act like someone he's not and yeah. Jim Carrey be silly and do ass talking on, you know what I'm saying? Like there's different, you know, like you, you, you act like you don't like that, but yeah. at the end of the day, we all like watching like the hangover and things like in like funny movies yeah. because we miss that playfulness. Now don't get me wrong. I, it, it, that's the reason that people need comedians because then they, yeah. they, they get to load and relax and just laugh at things they're not allowed to think on their own. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's a trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, that shit goes away, man. It goes away. It and does. It's like it, yeah. And I, I definitely, on. I recommend anyone trying to do comedy to watch kids every once in a while. Because yeah. you'll, you'll definitely. Um, the playfulness and the youth. They don't know any better. Like, it's just fun. Better. They don't know. Yeah, you don't have that, man. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what's the name of the YouTube channel? That oh, yeah, it's just under my name. So, Arturo Regos Arturo. Jr. Uh, yeah. Okay. Going there. I have a few sketches already up there, actually. Me and Kate Chang put a few up. Um, just look them up. Who are it's some up. of the other players on the team? Oh, for us? Oh, it's good. It's going to be anybody. Uh, I'm not, okay. like, making – I might make a team later, but right now it's, like, if you want to be a part of it and I've worked with you already and I know that you're, you know, someone who gels well with me and all that good stuff, um, or if not, reach out and we'll see if we can find a spot too, but – Hey, I'm put everything into it, man. <laughs> hey, Arturo. So we have gone. We got a bit of time. This went really quick. But you know what I like to do now? Yeah. I got a new format. Yeah, that's fun. I want to do some joke reads with you. Um, hey, so man, let's go. I, I, actually, I I'm outright um, copying from. I really liked when Norm Macdonald would do the joke read at the end sure. with his Hell guest. Yeah. So here I, we go. I, I remember. Yeah. I am going to, uh, what I'll do is I'll read a joke. No need to laugh at these. This is me just working through things. This is me putting my shit out there, right? Like we don't yeah. have enough mics to get to. So we write things down and maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. So let me read you a joke here. Um, and then I'm going to give you a joke. And then uh, we'll go back and forth a few times. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, so you, I don't know if you heard this. But, yeah. you know, there was this show, Mandalorian, on Disney+. Plus. You heard of this show? Yeah. Okay. So they had um, a breakout character. They called him originally Baby Yoda, but uh, we found out his name was Grogu. You heard about this, this guy Grogu? Anyway, what most people don't know is that Grogu, he had a brother. His brother na brother's name is Blow You. <laughs> And he also has a problem with putting things in his mouth. You know, little Grogu kept eating things in this thing. He was eating things. But instead of frogs and spaceship parts, Blow You prefers cocks. <laughs> that was a good way to deliver I, that one. I, I, got, I got, man, I was so into, um, I was so into Mandalorian. Did you watch it at all? All of it, man. Yeah, oh, you I did watch it. it. Okay, yeah. yeah so you know Grogu. Yeah. No, no, I was right on pace with you, man. <laughs> That's uh yeah, dude. Mandalorian was amazing. Here uh, we go. I got one for you to read now. All right, give it to me. It's in the chat. Check it chat. out. It. Let me click on it real quick. So just read it? Just read it. However you want right, to read right. it. All right, cool, man. I don't like that we normalized the word normalize. Have you heard this word normalized? Yeah. I've been hearing it more and more lately. I don't like that it's been normalized in our language. It's not. It's not a, it's not a word. For <laughs> my, uh, me saying that without a dictionary by me too, I don't even know for sure. But I yeah. think I think it it's, can be a word, but it's like everyone wants to take something and say, oh, we've normalized this or we've normalized that. Yeah. And I go, you know what? The only thing I, yeah, it's a word. The only thing I don't like that we normalize is the goddamn word normalized. Stop saying normalized. <laughs> He looked it up. It was a word. Yeah, it is a word. Oh, uh, man. That was, that was the best dictionary-based humor I think I've heard <laughs> my freaking quasi-decade of doing this. That was pretty good. You know what? My dog, Arturo, my dog, he's such a narcissist. Uh-huh. You know, he always insists on uh, 
having his belly scratched or his uh, head scratched or insisting on humping my leg. <laughs> but whenever I need to hump a leg, he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> All right. Let me put a strike through on that. I just got a dog. <laughs> we got a dog uh, during this. Uh, we got a dog during did you, this. Uh, did you shutdown. rescue it? Oh, you know what? I oh, I'm so glad you put air quotes there. Yeah, yeah you didn't. You didn't fucking save this dog from a burning fucking island. No, where you had your life was on the line, and you freaking saved him. And if you you were like a little bit too off in your step, you would have died. You know, if somebody tells me a story like that, you rescued that dog. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, so you just signed some people. paperwork. It's so disrespectful to people who like made it through a fucking flash flood and found a dog that was floating on a piece of wood. Like, that's rescuing a fucking dog. You going and signing paperwork. Yeah. You didn't save shit. No. <laughs> like, dude, I know he would have died by like, I, I get that. I get it. But well, like, you I guess, yeah, like, technically if you rest, if you adopt a dog from a kill shelter, you may have rescued him like by 24 yeah. hours or whatever, but you didn't put yourself at risk. No. So I find that word very pretentious, the rescue. So it's interesting you brought that up because comics, no, we I, must think the same because I go, yeah. I always tell people I adopted a dog, which is true because he didn't have a home. And then I yeah. filled out some paperwork and now he has a home, but exactly. to say rescue, uh, let's get over ourselves here. The ladies and gentlemen, person, the only person who rescued a freaking dog was Pee Wee Herman in that fucking movie. He rescued <laughs> the whole fucking place, dude. He rescued even the snakes and he didn't even like them, man. I'm like, dude, yeah, that's rescuing. And that's Pee Wee Herman. You ain't even at that Pee Wee Herman level. So you should just be quiet. <laughs> you, you are not there. I, yeah. um, so it's funny. You talk about, uh, filling out paperwork. So yeah. I, I was just in shock at the amount of paperwork I had to fill out to adopt this dog. I, I had to fill out like, I would say three sheets worth of papers about uh -huh. my family, where we live, this, that, and the other. And then I actually had to go meet and kind of like interview to adopt this dog. And yeah. it's just interesting, Arturo, because, you know, uh -huh. the last time I was in China, when I asked, I said, hey, I want to have a dog. The only question they asked me was, would you like rice with that? <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Well, the thing is, man, you got, this is it. Baseball players get to take swings and misses. Yeah. And fine. But yes. stand-up comedians, they get in trouble. If you, I mean, you're going to swing, you're going to miss, dude. You got to say it out loud in front of people. There's no other way for you to get the feedback to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Swing, man. Some of, and when you do hit, Hey, you got to joke about, uh, about furries that no one else has. You know what I mean? Like you got some, you got some joke that nobody else has. It's unique. I joke about Tinder. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. that's what like, concerns I, I me. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you touched on it a little bit. So I expect catching heat from civilians and normies. Yeah. But you touched on it a little earlier. Um, yeah. there's comedians yeah, who will come yeah. at you. Yeah, that's and that bothers whack. me. How how do you feel about that? That shit is the wackest shit ever. Unless I will I will say there's sometimes people are just straight up saying their racist opinion. That's, yes, I've seen that before. That's fucked up. Yeah, but I've seen people who want to make something. People want to make something look bad to look woke. It's like you're yes. It's like you're projecting your fake wokeness, which is that's that's lying, and that's that to me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's even worse to some yeah. case. But people want to. They want to. They, it's a mixture of things where like people are trying to know what's woke and what's the right and wrong thing to say. Yeah. At the same time that they're trying to be comedians. And I'm like, if you being if we keep comedians who, Oh, I know comedy theory and I know about comedy, you understand the fact that that first part exists means you don't know shit about comedy because you would yeah. understand that somebody could come with a joke that they say wrong, but it's unique and they haven't found a way to do it yet. And then six months later, they found the way to do it. We're like, yeah. Hey, I found it where it's not offensive, but it's still, it's still what I wanted to say. And now I'm killing it. But now you go to that first month where you're giving people shit about it. And yeah. they're like, oh, I don't want to do that joke anymore. And it's like, that's how you kill jokes. Dude, Bill Burr has a joke about not, it's about beating women. And it's one of the funniest jokes yeah. I've ever heard. Even women laugh at the fucking joke. Yeah. I know the but one. When I, when I say that people go, Oh, and I'm like, exactly. But that's how good Bill Burr is. Yeah. I can give you the subject of what he was talking about. And you're like, 
No, there's nothing funny about that. Yeah. Go watch that shit. Oh, yeah. he made it hilarious. Oh yeah. That's, that's different. I, like, that's, I might, that's, I, that's what makes Bill Burr, Bill Burr. Yeah. Like, that's different. Never. You should never hit him. <laughs> that's, that's his bit. Dude, I'm going like, to put a link. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And it, and it, like we, I hate that I got a blanket this, but it's 2021. Yeah. It's never, it's not okay to do that. I yeah. Like not. Yeah. But he, he talks about like the fact that you can like, man, he talks about like the Rihanna situation with Chris Brown. You yeah. know, like it's just, he's saying that he, he does a great job. He's just one of the most amazing things I've seen yeah. where he goes, he goes, look, I'm not saying that people who beat women, no, they should be buried under the prison. Like they should be like, yeah. they're, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. But if you, if I can say that, can you at least say that every ass kicking doesn't fall out of the sky? Like he's just, <laughs> he's just asking for the little bit of truth that's in there. And that shit's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do for context? I'm going to link that, um, that particular bit. I know it's oh, out there it. on YouTube. Dude, I, that is my key to show this is what yeah. comedy is. Cause I guarantee yeah. the first time he did that joke, it probably didn't go well. No. And he's trying to find the truth in it where he's like, women literally do fucked up shit to test men yeah. to make them mad. That's really happens. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that every woman does it, but there's women who do shit to, cause they, they know that, like he has that joke about like, you know how much of a jerk I'd be if I knew nobody would kick my ass? Like it's yeah. wrong to kick my ass. He said, I'd slap drinks out of buff guys, freaking hands. Like if it was socially unacceptable to yeah, kick yeah. my ass, and yeah, it, yeah. it is. So he talks about that. And it's like, that's, that's the difference. I always, anytime I point that out, I'm like the first time he did that joke, it probably didn't go well, but he, yeah. he kept stick at it. Cause he knew there was some truth in it and he knew he wasn't being a jerk. He's just trying to find the funny in there yeah. and he finds it. And he, he makes a joke that ain't no one even going to try to attempt. It's yeah. like evil Knievel for jokes. He, no one's jumping that canyon. Yeah. Everybody's a little like everyone's scared and they don't want to look and eh, no find the way to do it. Right. Find yeah. the way to do it funny where it's least offensive, but it's more communicated toward what you want yeah. and figure it out. But then yeah. people don't give you a chance. All these woke people, even right. some woke comics is like, no, nah, that's weird, man. But also dude, Chris rock. I mean, I, I could go freaking comedy history all day. Yeah. Chris rock has a joke about, I can't say the word, but it's about, uh, N words. Um, and, uh, black people and N words and the difference between them. Yeah. And it's, it's one of his most famous bits. Yeah. But the thing is he's for years, he was bombing doing that bit. Oh, interesting. It was bombing. And he, he, but he stuck at it. He found a way to do it. And then, that becomes one of his like main iconic jokes. And if yeah. you could hear it, I could hear his voice in my head saying the joke because it's so damn iconic. But if he didn't work through to find the funny, yeah. it never gets there. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, never, you never get there. The world doesn't give you a chance to try to make it fun. Like Louis CK had that joke about school shootings that they got yeah. the tape and they played it. And in the first, it was, and dude, it was funny in the first round of him doing it. Yeah. Can you imagine if he actually figured out the right way to do it? Yeah. Where he was like, he had a, it was a joke about school shootings are terrible. Obviously I got to lace yeah. that with everything I say. That's terrible. But he'd be saying the joke about how they interview people who survived. And it's like, what did you do? You just push some fat kid in front of you. Like, it's like, what did you do to get, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the people died. What did you do to deserve to be like, and it, and people like, like got mad. They didn't like, I'm like, dude, yeah. he would have, I promise you, if he had a few more months with that bit, yeah, yeah, would have been less offensive, would have been more amazing, and it would have been good. And there, because there, he's done it with other, people. yeah, yeah, and there would have been logic and, yes, and no, balance. And then I, I know people listen to this. If someone listens to it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, it's not okay to jack off in front of women without permission and all that kind of shit." Like that, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. obviously, but like that's obviously weird. But like, yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. does feel like you got to qualify yourself with everything you say nowadays. Yeah, you got to you got to protect yourself. But this is uh, I'm going to say this at the end of my days and this is why I hope I get my own audience that follows me. I'm like, "Yo, hey, I'm just not an asshole." And we're just going to go with that, okay? Yeah, Let's yeah. run right off the top with that. And uh I if I say something cuz there's been if I've never really had this happen, but if I ever said anything on stage cuz I don't say anything crazy, but if I say these things that offended somebody to that person, I would apologize because it affected that person in that kind of way. Right. Made everyone else laugh and made them feel like, well, I apologize. I didn't want to, you know, you never know what a person's going through. I, you can make a joke about someone dying and they just had someone die. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, it's, it's different, but I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. And I, I'm in the same boat with you because so here's what I think. Yeah. I think if you've done the joke, if you've written the joke, right. And you delivered the joke, right. And people laugh. Yeah. Like a reflex laugh. That's on the same thing with the sneeze or a hiccup. Like you've done your job so well that 
despite themselves, they have a laugh. But if, if you do a joke and let's say 80% have that knee jerk reflex reaction and they all laugh, I think you did your job. And I think that's a good joke. But if there's 20% who come up to you later and go, you know what? Um, I didn't laugh and I didn't lock it. I'll say, Oh, I, I am sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. But here's the thing. Yeah. I, I have something here that does something to everyone else. And it's my job to do that to everyone else. So I am sorry mm-hmm. that that hurts you. Maybe I'll even stop telling that joke because I believe, I believe I can write more stuff that won't hurt everyone. But yeah. you know, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. He, he is, man, when I watch him stuff, I laugh so hard. Like I laugh where my face hurts. And he even said, he's on record as saying a comedian's job is not to make 100% of people laugh. Yeah, he said a comedian's job is Uh he goes in an ideal world. 50% of your audience is laughing hysterical, hysterically, and 50% of your audience is really uncomfortable or irritated with you. Yeah. Now that's a split down the middle. And he had a good following. And by most people who do comedy, they look at Patisse and they they look at him as like a a true comics comic. And he's telling us, he's like, it's okay. You're going to make people uncomfortable. It's more than okay. It's part of the job description. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. interesting. It, that's how he was. He says what he wants. He thinks what he wants. Like he has a different, he has a different vibe. Like he doesn't care what people say. He just does what he wants, but that's why people love it. They love, that's why he's remembered is that he, he expressed his opinion no matter what the hell it was. Yeah. And when you get used to doing that, you find the right way to do it, bro. That that's, that's, golden yep. a lot of people say that that's their favorite comic and i'm like uh, that's that's i believe it like he's yep. hilarious man like he's a killer yep so arturo where can people uh find you right now and um anything you want to promote before we wrap this up oh for sure man um yeah man uh, anybody listening to the podcast or who, who cap happens to catch his ears later if me and matt can find a way to actually like get crazy good following uh oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's always going to be full name so just arturo regos a junior uh all my usernames are that nice. for instagram twitter i need to get better at and uh uh youtube um everything's going on there uh and then streetlight nice. entertainment uh those are the two things i'm pushing completely and uh yeah just go look for stuff we got sketches coming out just go watch videos we have on there and just like comment do all that good stuff and right on that's it we're just trying to get support i'm gonna live it uh, i'm gonna say this now i'm gonna live and die by the people i'm not if i get on a show or I, i you know i have some things in the works for certain stuff but if if i get on something that's great but at the end of the day i want to have people who enjoy me and they support me and I move through that. I want that to be my bread and butter. I don't, I want to, I want to be able to make my own land. So I think that'd be fun. I'm here to entertain people and the people want to entertain. Hey, let's stick around. Let's make it work. Be fun. Nice. Well, Arturo, as usual, man, I really appreciate you, my friend. You're a, you're an inspiration. You're a hilarious guy. And I like that you're working so hard to help launch other people. And I know that we're going to be hanging out in person again, hopefully, you know, three you yeah. know, another three months or so we'll be bumping into each other <laughs> hey man we're gonna be there it's, yep. you know, it's gonna work out i gotta get you on some sketches too and we get stuff yeah working. whatever you whatever you need man i got a camera oh. i got a dslr camera i can shoot um i can shoot for yeah. you or i can shoot stuff of me just delivering lines whatever you need dude that's the quickest that's the quickest way to get there if you can shoot and act that helps a lot <laughs> right on yeah. all right